Greetings to every one of you from the head of ministry of business ministry. They are watching right now, I believe. And you are all welcome to his presence. The Bible says in his presence, there is what? So are you up for that today? You have no choice. You have no choice. Because you are here, he has to do something in your life. Say amen to that. That was a powerful testimony. Actually reserve this mic and if the Lord permits, it will be your turn to hold this mic and give testimony. Today. Amen. Amen. So let's be together. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We are grateful. What an awesome Father you are. Take absolute control. Speak to us afresh. Let the entrance of your word give us life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Business ministry and first aid ministry day. You can be looking into what is the relationship between these two. God's purpose for our life is to be blessed, to be fulfilled, to prosper, and to be in good health. When you are in good health, you can enjoy and advance in what God has given you. So as we are going through today, I want you to know that no matter what is in your body that is contrary to what God has said, he is in the house to quietly touch you. Pay attention. Open your heart. And let him enter. Jesus told the man, go and tell the story to everyone of what has happened to you. That is the theme. And the topic of today is the power of your testimony. Say it with me. The theme for the business and the first aid ministry is... Witness testimony. Witness testimony. You are a witness. You have a testimony. Then you must give it because there is power in your testimony. I believe you can see how it all comes together. There is power in your testimony. Luke chapter 8 verse 39 in the easy to read version of the Bible. Go back home and tell people what God did for you. So the man went all over town telling what Jesus has done for him. Also Psalm 105 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord and call out to him. Tell, tell, tell the nation. What? What he has done. Tell the nation what he has done. 
Dr. Chibuzo gave a little bit of the paragraph that we read in this book of Luke chapter 8, verse 39. This man, the Bible, if you get home, you can read it. The Bible says that he had never worn clothes for years. Devil is bad. Devil is devil. <laughs> right? And he is really bad. Terrible. Torturing people. Oppressing people. Depressing people. Making them to feel less of themselves. This man was naked. He didn't see himself being naked. He thought he was on top of the world. You know, when devil blindfold people, they don't see sense in what others are doing that is normal. But they see what they do as the best. And Jesus came a day like today. Jesus came. And this man recognized Jesus because the spirit recognized. See, the devil recognized the spirit that in you. He knows that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Say, Jesus, please don't touch us. Don't destroy us. Allow us to, don't even send us into the bottomless pit. <laughs> Allow us to go where? Oh, huh? bad for those pigs. The spirit rushed them and they rushed into destruction. The man wanted to follow Jesus. That, wow, you did this in my life. And Jesus said, don't follow me. See, we need to understand the difference between following Christ and going for Christ. We must not limit our journey with the Lord to just following him. He has something more important. Than just following. And what is that? Go. Everybody say go. Go. Yes. The going is more powerful. It's more important to the Lord Jesus Christ than following. Because you have him. Then you should go. Do you know why Jesus wanted him to go? He asked him to go. Because there is power of multiplication when you go and you tell. Than following. Did you understand that? There is power of multiplication in going and telling than just following. I have decided to follow Jesus. Very good. But he wants you to go and tell. Because your following only will not be sufficiently profitable than going and telling. Brethren, any time you go and tell, any time you open your mouth and tell, any time you open your mouth and speak about something that the Lord has done for you, you are releasing the power of multiplication for that thing to happen again. Go and share the revelation of whom Jesus is to you, to others. It's important. 
We have numerous ways of doing it. All of us sitting down here, the Lord has touched us one way or the other. And he's still touching us. You have a testimony. You are waiting for when, when, when. And years over years, talk to yourself. When was the last time you actually shared your testimony to yourself? That you stand in your house, you stand in your car, you stand in your living room, you stay in your house or on your way, you just talking to yourself what the Lord has done for you. Forget about sharing to others. I mean yourself. Take an account. When was the last time you did that? And you forget that there is power in doing this and he has done a lot. You are like, God, I will give testimony. Don't worry. Just do this one again. And they keep doing. God, I will give testimony. I will share it. I will tell the world. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for a date. <laughs> start, he said, go to your home. That is, start with yourself. Saying, declaring, telling, speaking. What God has done to you. You think you are alone. You think he doesn't hear. You think there is no power in what you are coming out. Because your testimony is God himself. So when you are speaking about your testimony. You are releasing the supernatural power of God. Yes you are. It is not ordinary. People don't have to be with you before you share your testimony. Don't be a debtor. To your God. Do you know why some people don't share testimony? They say, oh, this is common. Oh, this is minor. This is not big enough. I do think like that too. Sometimes I would be like, oh. what would have happened if God did not do it? Will you consider it minor? You need to speak what God has done and is doing in you. Do not let the word say what the word says about you overshadow you. Speak louder. The word of God. Over what the word is saying about you. Do not let the devil steal your story, brethren. Do not let the devil steal your story. Do not let the devil steal your story. If the devil steal your story, he will steal your destiny. You have a story. There is power in your testimony. Your testimony is not common. Your testimony is not ordinary. Your testimony is not minor. You have never stood to share the testimony, to share what God has done. You have relationship with him. He has relationship with you. He has things he's doing in your life. He never stopped doing, but you never start talking of his goodness. Jesus said, don't follow me. No, go. Go and begin to talk to people about what to you. Praise the Lord somebody. What is a testimony? A testimony is the declaration 
of what you witnessed that the Lord has done in your life. It is your story. It is not the devil's story. Your testimony is the declaration of the faithfulness, the kindness, the greatness, the loving father relationship that your father has with you. What the mercy of God has done for you. So basically your testimony is your story of what God has done for you. I don't know if you want to define it anywhere else. The word in the Hebrew language actually means testimony. In Hebrew words says it means do it again with the same power and authority. <laughs> so when you stand whether to yourself or in the midst of the congregation and you are sharing your testimony, basically, simply what you are saying is, Lord, do it again with the same power and the authority. Can you say it with me? Lord, do it again with the same power and the authority. Do you know what that means to the devil? When you are asking God to repeat his action, to repeat his faithfulness, to repeat his power that is demonstrated in your life. And you are telling him to repeat it. You are testifying to that great experience that you have. It's affecting the devil's word. Your testimony is not common. Your testimony is not ordinary. Why do you think just common headache is common? Oh, this headache is gone. Wow. I guess, I guess because I drank a lot of water. <laughs> do you know that common headache has taken some people away? Common headache. You call it common. <laughs> but has taken some people away. Your testimony it's not common. When we stand and share the testimony, don't forget the topic, the, there is power. The power of your testimony. When you stand to share your testimony, whether to yourself, whether to somebody, whether to in a congregation, you know what you are saying? I will tell you for just four things because of our time. Whenever you do that, you are saying that God, I will reveal who you are to the world. Your testimonies revealed who God is. Are you with me? Your testimony reveal, your testimonies reveal, your testimonies reveal who God is. You think it's minor when you are revealing who God is? The creator of heaven and earth. Psalm 71. Psalm 71 from 15 to 17. I will tell people how good you are. <laughs> is that only me? I will tell people how good you are. Do you want to join me in saying that? I will tell people. I am not hearing you. 
let's continue. I will tell about all the times, all, all, all the times you saved me. And you never, you never, you said I will tell, but when was the last time you tell? But we will be like, God, I'm still praying for this. God, I, I, know, I, know you have, I know you are able. Every time, all you are focusing on is your prayer request. You know God is able. You know God is faithful. But I will tell all the time you had saved me. Can you read the next word? Too many times to count. Too many times to come. And he is there on his throne waiting to hear your voice to say it. To tell it. Because this is what you said. And this is what he deserves. When you stand and telling your testimony, you are revealing to the situation that is confronting you who your God is. Everything is not prayer. From today, I want you to turn around and let your mouth continue to talk as many as you can. Because there are too many to count. That's what the scripture says. But the one you can remember. Why do you wake up? The first thing you take is your cell phone. The moment you wake up, you turn around like this. Your cell phone. See the messages. If you didn't wake up, will you see the messages? We don't think of it. You think, I don't have the time yet to pray. I have to rush and go to work. But you have the time to check your message. All you need to say is, Lord, you wake me up. Thank you. Verse 16, I will tell about your greatness. See, he continues to talk about who God is. Brethren, never count your testimony to be minor. Don't join those, 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 those deceit from devil to say, this is minor, wait until another one. And you keep waiting for years because when you stop telling your testimony, you stop growing to your greatness. You cannot, you are limiting yourself. You are not moving forward as you should because there is power in your telling. Your telling is a passage for you. It's a ladder to climb up. It's the avenue that God wants to use to usher you to your next level. I will tell about your greatness, my Lord God. I will talk only, only, only. Not God, I don't know why you did this to me. I don't know why you allowed this. I will talk only, only, only about you and your goodness. Shout hallelujah. He's waiting for you. He wants to hear you. He wants to dance with you. He wants to rejoice with you. He wants to command heavens to rise and join you in worshiping him. He enjoys, he inhabits the praises of his children. Verse 17. 
wow, this time is going fast. God, you have taught me since I was a young boy. And to this day, I have told people about the wonderful things you've Tell me when he had failed you. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. New mercy. It's not over yet, brethren. All I have needed, thy hands has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Morning by morning. By day, see before the end of today, you don't even know the next thing God has for you. Yesterday, you shouted, Wow! Today, you're going to shout, Wow! Wow! Tomorrow, it's gonna to be wow, 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 because he is he specialized in doing good, and you are calling it minor. You are waiting for what? What are you waiting for? Just even call somebody and say, Do you know that God has been faithful to me? You just call one person. It means a lot to the kingdom of the devil. It means a lot to the kingdom of God himself. God is excited, listening to you, revealing to the world about whom he is. Don't call your testimony minor. Are you ready to share it? Yes. Nothing should silence you. Keep talking. Keep talking about his goodness, about his faithfulness, about his mercy. Ha, ha. See, his mercy finds you. His grace is keeping you. What else do you want that you don't have? Hallelujah. Let me go because of this their time. The time they put right there. Number two, when you testify, when you stand to testify, you are revealing how God works. It's not only revealing who God is. You are revealing how, 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 how. A lot of people don't know how he works. They think he works like this, but he works in numerous ways. But your testimonies will reveal that. You cannot put God in a box. If you say, God, this is the door. I know you are coming. I know you are coming. <laughs> My God is coming. This is the door. He will touch you from here and say, son, I am here. Your testimony means a lot. There is power in it because it reveals how, how, how. It's wanting to know who he is. It's another thing to know how he works. When you know how God works, I'm telling you, when you face negativity, you already know how he works. That will not depress you. That will not discourage you. Because you know that your God is special. Specialized. Extraordinary. <laughs> it's ways you cannot know. Because you will know that this thing that everybody, the whole world is called negativity. My God is telling me this is positive. This is positive. This is positive. It's different from what everybody is seeing. They don't see it. You see it because your testimony is your story. 
And you know, as you begin to see the positive, you begin to see the positive. They just told us what you see becomes real. Guess what happened? Positive. Then you will sing a song. Come and join me. Sing hallelujah. Just because the old world seems negative, but your God says, no, this is positive. <laughs> he is the truth. <laughs> the truth, the final saying comes from him. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Huh. Psalm 119 verse 111. A New King James Version. Your testimonies I have taken as a, as a heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. Sometimes because we are not too sure what God is doing. Then we are not confident to talk about his faithfulness. But I want you to hold on to that testimony. It's, it's your heritage. Don't let anything take it. It doesn't matter even if you don't see it, right? Because there is limit to what you can see with this hour. Even if you wear seven glasses, I'm telling you, there is, there is limit, total limit. It's only what the Spirit says and shows you that when God opens your spiritual eyes, then you can see beyond here. Yes. Your testimony doesn't have to look big in your eyes before you share it. It doesn't go in that direction. Who tells you that if it is not big, people will not, if it is not Jim Jim. <laughs> what do you consider Jim Jim? What is that? Where is that even from? It's not from God's dictionary. <laughs> because when you do something, it is a platform. And it's a stepping stone to another greater level. So you need to see the bigger picture of what God is doing right from here. Open your eyes. Because if you don't let him open that your eyes, you are limited to what you can see. And then you're limiting your blessings. You are confining your blessings to that. You, you know, you, 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 it's great. It's big. It's awesome. It's excellent. It's so deep. It's marvelous. What do you think God is? Is it your God? Is it still your God that created heaven and earth? Don't limit what God is doing in you by limiting your testimony. Because when you limit your testimony, you are closing door to your next level. Don't let the devil do that to you. Don't believe that message. Don't, don't, don't. That it is minor. Please, brethren, I want us to understand something. It's one thing to understand the message of Jesus. It is another thing to understand the method of Jesus working. So your testimony will show how it works. Don't just limit yourself to the message. Understand its method. Because when you understand its method, nothing can stop you. Because when everybody are thinking it's not, you already got it. Because you know its method and you are smiling and you are sliding into its blessings. Praise the Lord. 
What is actually holding you back from your next level is your inability to see the greatness of God in what you consider minor that he did for you. It's limiting you. We all know the story of David and Goliath. I wish I can have a small boy and a giant guy, you know, here to show you the picture, right? A small boy, David, and a giant. If, when you understand the way the, the Bible describes Goliath, you know, you will understand his weight, his height, and all that. And even the, the weapon, everything that he's wearing, the garment of war that he's putting on, is bigger than somebody's pound. You know, your whole weight, just just the equipment alone that he had on. But you know what? That did not intimidate David. Everybody always say David killed Goliath with one stone. I want to tell you that no. David did not kill Goliath with a stone. The Bible says it with one stone. But the power that killed Goliath was not in that one stone. If that was the case, anybody can go and pick one stone. You can go and pick your own stone, one stone. I'm telling you, you will miss it. Because you need to understand the focus. You need to understand the focus. Let's see. Come with me to the Bible and see what David, what made David to triumph, to be victorious over Goliath before he got to the stone. It's not just the stone. The stone is nothing. Your testimony is powerful than any object. God will use any object at any time. But your testimony, that is who God is, how God works, that you are experienced, must come out first. Why do you think we use bread and wine for Holy Communion? They are just a symbol. Just element. And when they are blessed, then the power, the supernatural power of God mixed up with it. Then it's not bread and wine anymore. Turns to the body of Christ. First Samuel. First Samuel. I need to be speeding now. First Samuel chapter 17 verses 33. Saul answered. You can't go out and fight against this Philistine. Listen to me, brethren. Please be here. Don't go to shop, right? That's devil. That's devil. Don't go to mess. Don't go for shopping. That is the devil. That is the devil. Yes, yes. If you see your neighbor going, tell him that's the devil. That's the devil. Get, you know, don't fall for it. Saul answered, you cannot go out and fight against this Philistine. You are not even a soldier. <laughs> And you are a warrior, a child of God. You are not even a soldier. Goliath has been fighting in wars since he was a boy. So, <laughs> greater is he that is in you. The next verse, 33, 34. Now, if you don't hurry up, it's you. I will take the time back from you. You have to hurry up and put the next verse on. <laughs> but David said to Saul, Listen to this. I want you to follow me well. See the discouragement that came from the king. Discouragement can come from anywhere, from anybody to silence you, to keep your mouth shut. But do not, 
do not, let nothing, no situation, no man, no power, no authority, take away your testimony. Your testimony is your ladder. Your testimony is your weapon. The Bible says our, our warfare are not carnal, but they are strong in the Lord to pull down every stronghold. Our, our weapon is not gone. It's not gone. It's not gone, brethren. It is your testimony. The devil said it. You, you saw. He's not going to use a stranger. He's going to use whoever is closer to you that is available. And they will just talk to you. You think that thing can work? You think you shouldn't do it this way? And they will let you forget what our God did it before. David said to Saul, there were times when I was taking care of my father's sheep. That wild animals came to take some sheep from the flock. Once there was a lion, another time there was a bear. <laughs> what do you think David is doing right there? Giving his story. <laughs> Giving his story. So, I am not done yet. I understand what you said. That I cannot go and confront this liar. This liar that is mocking the God of heaven and earth. Because he is a liar, uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, I love David. Chase that wild animal. I attack it. I took and took the sheep from its mouth. The wild animal jumped on me. <laughs> jumped on me. The white animal thinks David is alone. They don't know that you are not alone. That spirit was telling Jesus that we are many. You are many too. You have the spirit of God in you. You have the father. You have the son. You have the Holy Spirit. You are many. Hey. The white animal jumped on me. But I caught it by the fur under its mouth. And I hit it and killed it. So, I am not done. I killed both a lion and a bear like that. And I, I, I will kill that foreigner. You should look at any situation that is ungodly and call them foreigner. I will kill that foreigner, Goliath, just like them. Saul, listen, Goliath will die because he made fun of the army of the living God. <laughs> 37, the Lord saved me from, see, giving all glory to him. The Lord saved me from the lion. And the beer, he will also, hey, my God, he will also save me from this Philistine. You know what? The devil give up. You think they won't give up? They give up because of your testimony. Don't give up your testimony. The devil should give up over your testimony. Saul said, to David. You know what? David? Oh. And may the Lord be with you. The God that you reveal will definitely go with you. Because your testimony reveals God. Your testimony reveals how God works. 
you know, there is, there is a lot of things that can really confront us and, and the devil can deceive us from our championship race. Because you are a champion. You know, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the blood for which you were purchased. And through that blood, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 and chapter 3 verse 12 tells us something that we have. A, B, C of victory. A, B, C of victory. And that is what David exercised here. The Bible says we have access. Access. Everybody shout access. Access. We have access. <laughs> True. The blood of Jesus. So when you have access, it means you have the master key to enter the house. Besides the access, the B, <laughs> the B, I said A, B, C, right? What is the B? Boldness. Boldness. When you enter, you must be bold. Don't enter into your father's palace and be like, <laughs> Nervous. Ah, 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 ah. Don't, ah. I beg, don't even do that. You have the boldness. If they bring you into your father's palace and you see how beautiful, how gorgeous everything is, that is your father. What your father owns, is it not you? It is yours. We have access. We have boldness. And you know the last one is what? Confidence. There is difference between boldness and confidence. It is very, very important. Access means you have the right, the permission. Boldness means you behave with no fear. With no fear. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I? Who shall I fear? You have access. That is the right to stand and say in Jesus' name. <laughs> and immediately the whole heaven rise on your matter. Because they're not hearing your voice. They're hearing the voice of the king over all kings. The name that has been given. That at the mention of that name, every knee must bow. So when you have access, you enter into the house, the boldness will make you to do like this and walk around, you know, and be like, yes, yeah, this is the living room. Yeah, that is the kitchen. Okay, yeah, I understand. This is the master. You will now begin to survey. You will begin to move around. With your access, you should not be restricted in your father's house. And you know what confidence will do for you? You will begin to take everything that belongs to you. Confidence will let you take 
the access and the boldness, what boldness has shown you. David used this and defeated Goliath. Amen. You cannot fight today's devil, brethren, if you don't have today's testimony. You must never let your testimony go muted. Speak. Say it always. Talk always. You don't have to make yourself an object of sympathy. That's not what God wants. He wants you to be bold and, and, and make your demand. You have access. Speak as an oracle of God. Amen. Number what? Number three. <laughs> Testimonies ignite our faith to see again and receive what God can do. When you give testimony, you are igniting faith in somebody. See what God is using you for to do in other people's life. And you know what? As you're giving that testimony, your faith is coming up more to get another, <laughs> to get something different, to get something more than what you just experienced. When you stop, see what you stop. It ignites our faith. One of the greatest ways to ignite your faith is to hear the word of God and boldly declare it over your life and over your situation. Faith cometh. Romans 10, 17. We receive faith by hearing. The more you hear, the more your faith grows stronger. So the more you tell, the more you are advancing in faith. Do not let your testimony be silenced. When you tell your testimony, it changes the atmosphere. Because when faith is being ignited in somebody, the atmosphere changes. You allow God to move. You allow God to work. Don't forget you had revealed him. You had revealed how he works, who he is. And now people have faith to be like, wow, if God can do this, he can do it for me. And don't forget the meaning of testimony is do it again with the same power and authority. You are reproducing. You are releasing the supernatural power of God when you, when you share your testimony. Don't fear the devil. Don't let fear control your story. Remember, your story started even before you got there. It's not when you were there that he just did it. <laughs> he did it before. He did it before. Let me go to the last one. God's supernatural power is released when you give your testimony. God's supernatural power is released. Because you lift up Jesus, he will draw men unto him. That's it. You, when you testify to what God has done and is doing, you are lifting up Jesus. And what you are doing right there, you are releasing. You are, you are asking God to release his supernatural power. Amen. 
When we testify, we prophesy. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10 says something. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Did you see the meaning of testimony now? Do it again. You, you, are you releasing the supernatural power of God in, to be in action when you share that testimony? And then that is a ground for God to operate. Your testimony is not minor. When we testify, the supernatural power of God is revealed. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 that they overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. During the time you are talking, you never know the angle, the direction God is going. I experienced something on the day of my wedding. You know, very funny. A few, few weeks ago, my daughter was just rearranging. You know, woman, God bless them. Just woke up and just rearranging, changing stuff, moving this away. I'm like, oh, the living room looks different. Good job. But you know what? She found something. The video for our wedding, 27 years ago. I never, I, I, I don't even remember we had video. I, I didn't know where <laughs> I didn't know where those things were. It's like that. See what I found. I'm like, wow. So let's all, now we are watching. I said, wow. See that my suit. I can show you that video. If you promise you will not laugh. If you promise you will not laugh when you see my double-breasted suit <laughs> and my sunglasses in the house. <laughs> that day was great. You know, I had an experience in 1994. Late 94 to 95, I was terribly sick. It was terrible. When I say terrible, I say, I mean wickedly sick. Bad. I didn't understand what happened. Nobody understood. I was hospitalized for weeks. I thought this woman was going to leave. Because I'm like, wow, but she will travel down, dine with him, marry. We, 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 we were just on the journey. I'm like, there's no marriage right now. <laughs> I'm in the hospital. But she will come and we pray and we'll be there. But you know what God said? This is not to death. Hmm. But God, when is it going to be over? This too shall pass. Wow. Then we are waiting. But God did it. I came out. I was healed. So on the wedding day, I said, I want to sing. I took the mic. They gave us mic. I said, Yahoo, sing first. Yahoo sang first. <laughs> you don't know who they call Yahoo. You are looking at me. Uh, what is Yahoo? Uh, uh. <laughs> So they gave her mic, he sang. Me, I was waiting for my turn. Because that thing was doing me like, God, I'm wedding, me, 
You that could have been dead? Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you that just married, you know. I know some people is being, it don't take. They might not remember. But it's a joyous day, wonderful day. And they gave me the mic and sang the song. The wedding was so crowded. We had the KBAC of Akure land in our wedding. Deji of Akure with his Olori, the wife. But I sang a song that says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye land, because he is king over all kings. Because I see what God did in me. Do you know that by the time, this is an Anglican church, we got married. By the time I see, I saw myself on the floor rolling. I saw Yahweh with the white garment rolling. I see almost half of the church in the altar bowing down. I see Kabiesi on the street and the Olori down doing Kabiesi. Kabiesi to the Kabiesi that put Kabiesi in position. Hey. Hey. This is the Kabiesi that we never, he never is ten or it's never over. I was praising God. You know what? My wife joined me. Please, ladies, make sure you marry a man you can submit to. Guys, make sure you marry someone you can love. Do not switch the order of the Bible. When you, why do you think marriage is not working today? <laughs> why do you think marriage is not working today? See what they call love. So where is that love tomorrow? When they take themselves to court and fighting, that will tell you love alone cannot sustain your marriage. Don't just marry because I, you know, I can't live with him, but I just love him. Eh? That's contrary. <laughs> you, can, you, can't live, you can't live with him, but you love him. That is not love. That is why you see you see, listen to me, brother. That is why you see oh, that all they do is about sleeping with each other. The very first month, the very first month they meet, is that love? Ah, ah. And after a year, this is not working. We go to another one. That one will sleep too. We go. Another one will sleep. Everybody just is sleeping. <laughs> ah. Devil is bad. You need training. See how people invest today in planning for wedding? There is less preparation for marriage. It is terrible. Wedding will go, marriage will stay, but there is less preparation for it. Come for information. You need three things. You need to walk. Ah, why are we here? The power of your testimony. <laughs> Marriage 101. <laughs> Listen, this is real. Because our church, church needs to be healthy. It's terrible. You see marriage for one week. You see marriage for one month. You see marriage, they are, they are just managing it. Everybody, they are, they are the fine roles. Go and read Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. 
from verse 22, as a woman, that is what you should be. From verse 25, as a man, that is what you should be. When you follow the order of the originator of marriage, your marriage will work. That is the originator of marriage. He started it and he gave the manual. But what we make it work, we are not doing it. You need knowledge. That is information about whom you are marrying. You need understanding, ability to comprehend to the information you receive about the person you are marrying. You need wisdom, the application of that information, how it will go well. It is not just we love each other. <laughs> we just love me. You have no information. All you talk about is how, how, how is weather? How is weather over there? Weather? <laughs> hey, what is that going to do for you? Eh? <laughs> how is weather? Or, or you just go out to eat. You go out to eat. You go out to eat. There is no reality. Come for pre-marriage counseling. You have over 200 years of experience. Somebody married for 40 years. Somebody married for 30. They put everything together for you. Information is key. I'm not doing it again because he doesn't love me. Why he doesn't love you? He didn't carry my bag. Listen, I won't carry your bag because, <laughs> because when, <laughs> listen, listen, brother, why, why should I carry the bag? Did, did she buy the bag from men's store or from women's store? Am I a woman? Listen, I'm not saying there is anything bad in carrying bag. But is that why you think it's, it's not, I'm not married, I'm not doing it again? Because it, it, it didn't open the door of the car for me. I opened it myself. What happened to your hand? All oh, this is okay, oh. But the real, the real, it's okay if your husband can go like this, go, 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 and open, and then close, and then go run to his home. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. I love it. But as you are doing that, go for the real information that you need. So that that opening door can make sense. He didn't touch me. Yes, he touched me. He didn't say hello. He didn't kiss me before he left. Ah, really? <laughs> when the reality comes, it is the information that you have that will help you. Because now you understand the person you're dealing with. You need that information and you need to understand the person and you need to know how to apply it. Whoa. We are done. The power of your testimony. We want marriages in this church to last. And the marriages will stay. We come against every spirit of divorce. That is not the plan of God. Our marriages will work. Whether they are one year, whether they are 50 years. Can you believe people with 40 years are divorced? What is this? (laughs) 
I have a testimony. I have a testimony. When I look all over my life, I have a testimony. We sang almost all the church in Anglican church came out. The atmosphere changed. They were speaking in tongues. I will show you the video. People were speaking, people were in, in worship, rolling on the floor. They were taking Yahweh out and be clean. they were cleaning our white garment. And God used that to touch a lot. When you share your testimony, the atmosphere changed. You release the supernatural power of God. You are telling God, do it again with the same power and the same authority. We don't have the time. I took this mic. I was going to let you share a testimony. But I want you to know that the same God that did it then can do it again. Whether you're, you, are, you are in business or it's about finance or it's about your health, it's about anything. I want you to know that if he can do it then, he can do it again. I've seen God. I was sharing with my children. I said, listen, my very first house in America that we bought in year 2002, townhouse, small townhouse, in two years we sold it. We closed with $48,000 check. I told my wife, I said, should we go back to Nigeria? We are not buying house again. This is check. You are laughing. Don't you know what 48000 is in 2004? If that was you, wouldn't you see that this is I said, children, listen, you know, if I was doing business, what business will I do in two years and close with 48000 After they took this, they took this, they took everything, they said, take. I was just sharing information with them, just telling them something. Look over your life and see what God is doing. And when it comes out, it's a deposit that can never be wasted. Your life is a testimony. Your life is God's investment. Use it for others. Don't just limit. That's why Jesus told that man, don't just follow me. Go, 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 go. Go and be telling people. Let me use business language now as I close. This says something. Rich man, spend money. Wealthy man, grow money. Your life is there and designed and decorated and invested by God to grow others. Don't limit what God is doing to just you. Make sure you are growing others.